This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Morning, noti- Frank. Morning. Morning. I noticed my voice has uh, gone has gone slightly... Uh, do you ever listen to Poetry Please on the radio for... Oh, not often. I've gone, uh, Is that Roger McGough? Yes, I went, I went slightly Roger McGough. And just a little bit too gentle, maybe, for <laughs> broadcasting, but suggesting that we're gentle people who can talk about gentle things. <laughs> yeah. OK, welcome. Nice. Poetry, please, on Absolute Radio. Yeah. yeah poetry, <laughs> poetry, comma, please. Oh, is obviously. it? Oh, yeah, very important. Very important bit of punctuation. <laughs> uh, what's up? Well, we're getting a lot of rugby people getting in touch. Oh, yes. Well, we should say, yes, that England are playing in the rugby today. Um, I don't think any of us have any interest in rugby at all, but we, we like England. No, because I don't wear chinos. That's what we like. We like, But we gen- generally, okay. we, like, we like winning stuff, so we're still... Oh, yeah, we're really competitive. We're still back in the 100. But, really um, nationalistic and competitive, aren't we? I know, we? but can they stop wearing those sunglasses, the rugby fans, that they wear on the ski holidays? Oh, what do they wear? They sound quite practical, though. Yes, this is what I. This is what worries me about them. <laughs> they are in Japan as well. They're the sort yeah, of glasses that Princess Anne wears. Does that give you an oh, idea? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. What cool? They sound cool. <laughs> Frank, we've had uh, Alan Turley has been in touch, oh, not cheering. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he says, uh, "Good morning, Frank, Alan, Emily. Long time reader, first time contributor." This is to do with Frank's tour. He's getting in touch. Frank is on tour at the moment. I, I highly he's recommend. Currently it. on tour. Currently on tour. He's been everywhere. A special a run. Appreciate it. A special <laughs> run of London dates coming to the Garrett <laughs> <laughs> in January. Yes. Uh, yes. Nevertheless. Nevertheless, uh, I had the opportunity of seeing Frank at Wolverhampton on Tuesday, and will retain praise as per the norm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hang on. We don't... You can praise us. No, no. But we won't read it out. No, I see, yes. Okay. I just wanted to pick up on something (laughs) Frank said the other week with regards to his start time. My wife, Emma, and I waited with keen anticipation after the warm-up act, Pierre, who was excellent, by the way. Okay, I'll pass that on. He doesn't get to fall under the praise rule. No, he's South African as well, so... If South Africa win today, he'll be... uh, He'll be very oh. boastful. Oh, will I he? suspect, yeah. And I confidently informed her you would be on stage at exactly 8.47pm, as I heard you mention this. OK. Imagine my surprise when at 8.33... Hold on. Just give me a moment to imagine his surprise. Okay. <laughs> I think I've got it. You got it? Yeah. Frank wandered on. I don't like wandered on like you were confused. No, I, I think do. I stride on like a colossus. Well, quite. And provided an hour and a half. Best regards, Alan Turley. Ooh. Over to you, FS. Well, am I allowed to hazard a guess? Go on. I think the 847... Um, start time that you said that you go on may have been a, a guesstimate from a different start time venue. You are oh. correct. That's what we've got here. Do you yeah, know, I love venue. it when the comics understand each other. Yeah, yeah. I've, never worked, <laughs> I've never worked this out, but um, some uh, venues, very, very keen to start the show, I mean, with a support act, 
start at 7.30 and some at 8.00. And they, mm-hmm. they base it on their local clientele mm. and all sorts of, um, you know, theories about people getting home from work and whether they go straight from work or whether they oh, go yeah. out for a bit of dinner. Right, yeah. Is that what they call it? Yeah. But that one, I believe, was a 7.45 start, which is eccentric. Unusual. But it was it was at a sports centre. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah. It was at a, a big sports centre, which I'd never been to before. How was but it? But it got, um, got like a big... The dressing room was a boardroom, so we just sat at this enormous <laughs> table. Is it true you did the show in like a ankle-length Arsene Wenger padded jacket type thing? <laughs> I did. It was, it was cold. God, it was cold, cold in there. Uh, well, I might need that in Wolverhampton, because obviously I'm seen as something as an intruder because oh, of being of a West Brom fan. Can I but say I love friendly. the idea of the Arsene Wenger black tie ball gown? <laughs> I think I might go for that. Black tie ball gown? Yeah, to go for, for a black tie event. Oh, to yeah. To go for that as a oh, ball yeah. gown now. Maybe off the shoulder. Yeah, you With need, just yeah. two padded areas you off the shoulder. You need a plastic bottle of water as well. I think yeah. famously... And a zip issue. I think Alex Ferguson, you know, they always they have a drink after the game often, yeah. managers, mm-hmm. a, a sort of a no, you know, no hard feelings drink after the game. Yes. And... Uh, Arsene Wenger never had a drink with managers after the game, apparently. When they asked him why, he said, well, I drink during the game, so I'm not really thirsty. (laughs) Oh, he didn't Uh, understand. uh, Well, he says he didn't. (laughs) Sacre bleu. I have a question, Frank. How, um, How important is the start time to your show? Like, do you think it could be, um disregarded somewhat and you still get away with it. I'll tell you what, I'm leading the witness a little bit. Okay. I've got an anecdote. Uh, oh, hold on. <laughs> no, it's not an anecdote. I'm just going to make myself comfortable in my <laughs> It's not an anecdote, really. Put so the much fire as on, Frank. I'm wondering if I am a diva and I'm yes. somewhat overreacting to something. Last week I did a gig, Sunday night, in Zurich, of all places. Uh-huh. Lovely. Anyway, lovely I, place. I'd done the uh, yeah. I'd done a, the same show the night before, but in Basel, different different place. And then the following night's in Zurich, and it started at seven Zurich time, and I was on last. <clears throat> and so I thought, at the start of the interval, okay, I'm on next. So I begin my pacing around like I'm going to do a gig, and then somebody came upstairs and said, Shane, the promoter, who's a nice bloke, shout out to Shane. They said, Shane says you'll be on at quarter past nine. So I looked at my watch and it's half past eight and I said, oh, okay, is there somebody else on now? D- thinking it's a different lineup yeah. from the night before. And he said, uh, I don't know, he said quarter past nine. I said, are you sure you don't mean quarter to nine, like in 15 minutes after this interval? And he goes, I'll go and check. So oh. he, really, he goes downstairs oh. and he says to Shane, and then he comes back up and he said, and he, he was a Swiss bloke, so I feel a bit like I'm punishing somebody for not speaking English perhaps as as well as they might so I felt like I was being a bit of a diva even asking this and he said definitely quarter past so Shane goes on and I kind of go back down a level yeah, in well, getting ready you, for my I mean, gig. You're, you're on your trajectory? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I change my trajectory. You're on your ramp. I oh. cool my jets, cool yeah. my comedy oh, jets. Oh, wow. Oh. What and, a moment. Uh, and, I, uh, <laughs> and then I, I watch Shane and he goes on and he does his ten minutes and then he said, all right then, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for your headline act. <laughs> Please welcome Alan Cochran. I sprint down the stairs. Oh, man. And, so you have and no... I have to sort of barrel my way through and it turns out he meant quarter two. 
and it was lost in translation on the stairs. Oh, but I shame. feel like oh, got the crowd. Shame. I feel like a diva <laughs> for thinking, oh, that didn't help. No, when I look I back have, on it, oh I think, man, I would have been an absolute nightmare. My first <laughs> ten minutes would have been slagging off the Swiss. <laughs> I'm just imagining oh. what you would have said yeah. to this. But you, no, I know what I you would have said. I just didn't mention it. I, I went tell you exactly what joke. Frank would have oh, said. Yeah. He would have made a reference. What he would have, how he would have arrived at it. He would have been funny, but there would have been a reference to clocks and Switzerland. Yeah. I would have started mm. off with the whole thing of that that they met precision <laughs> timepieces. <laughs> I'd have given a little history of that as if I was phrasing have. them. I'd say, nevertheless, <laughs> never even thought. Nevertheless, an obsession with clocks. Hans came and didn't know the difference between quarter two and quarter past. <laughs> well, worse than that, there's a, a man came upstairs afterwards and he said, uh, I, I very much enjoyed your, um, your, your show. You kept us thinking the whole time. Wow. And then he oh, went wow. away, but without using the word funny oh, or funniness. No. And I oh. thought... Did you, you say, I'm not Descartes, mate? <laughs> 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 no, because I think I am. <laughs> don't, don't don't text in and say it's Descartes because yes. the reason yeah. Emily said that is because once she's cruel. Um, Alan said Descartes, and we pull him up on it now and again. Yes. Yeah, Sorry. yes. So I'm just saving you your fifty pences <laughs> because I, you know, I know these are hard times, austerity. Yes. Etc. Etc. <laughs> Phew. <laughs> Guess what I've been up to this week? Touring. Oh, I went. Yes, but while I'm touring, yeah. I'm uh, I'm 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 constantly um, topping up my Anglo-Saxon visit Excellent. list. This is becoming a weekly habit. I know this... it's great. I love it. This is. You know what I love? It's your Angry Birds, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or your mean? Candy Crush. Like... You know the oh, games yeah. they play on the phone. Yeah. Anglo-Saxon visits is your Candy Crush. It is. Yeah. It's. If only I could do it as often as people do Candy Crush. But as as I think I may have explained before, the PM, my support act, has a degree in Anglo-Saxon history. Coincidentally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he's quite handy as uh, as a. As a reference. Yeah. Pierrecopedia. Where, where did you go this week then? This the... week. On Anglo Saxon matters. This week on Anglo Saxon <laughs> visits. Well, we'll be letting you know where we went after this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, we've had a missive oh, by yeah. the medium of Twitter. Ah, yes. From Nick Gray. Okay. He says the following I'm reading Frank's book albeit a second-hand copy, what? hashtag austerity, yeah. imagine my surprise at turning the page to find this. Shall I explain what this is? Yes, you might have to. It's a passage which begins thus. The funniest bit in the God delusion <laughs> is when Dorco says that on two different occasions he sat and listened whilst his wife read the whole book aloud to him. <laughs> yes. In, in Nick Gray's copy of the book, second-hand copy of the book, someone has crossed out Dorco and written in Biro Richard Dawkins. <laughs> wow. Nick Gray says, I like to think this was at Richard Dawkins himself taking exception to the over-familiarity. Hashtag Dorco. <laughs> wow. Or maybe it was someone who was reading out that passage as part of a... Oh, yeah. Maybe they were auditioning for RADA. 
I'm reading your book. It's a strange audition. You know, the, an extract Who was from... auditioning? Adrian Child? <laughs> my, uh, my original book, the autobiography, which I think that's from the second Yes, book, this is from book two. Um, I was used um, in a, um O-level GCSE mock exam comprehension oh. test. So they used the passage from me. And then it had questions like, how does Frank Skinner <laughs> uh, create a sense of... Um, excitement in the pit. You know, all those questions yeah. you used to get at school. <laughs> Marvellous. Oh, I love that. How does Frank Skinner create tension? Kath mm. puts her hand up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People are queuing up to answer that one now. Anyway, so where did I go? I went... I'm going to tell you the former name of this place to really give it its form. It's called Bede's World. And oh. the venerable Bede... You know, it's Sorry, th- what, you're obsessed by the venerable bead. This is like you're Justin Bieber. But it's a theme park based on the <laughs> venerable <laughs> bead. What is it, Al the Bead? I don't really quite. Al. We've talked about it before. I know, but, but I've talked remember. about it eight times and I don't well, understand it. Well, Bede was oh, a, a monk. You're going to say the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, who lived in Jarrow oh, and God. wrote oh. books. Uh, basically, that's a fair summary of it. Okay. Well, what's the secret of Bede's appeal for you? Well, he wrote the book. He wrote a book, an, an ecclesiastical history of England, okay. which, without which we'd know almost nothing about Anglo-Saxon history. That's a bit hard on the archaeologists. Or about the ecclesiastical owl, mm-hmm. hashtag Dorco. Yeah, exactly. So, but this is a, the, a theme park based on Bede, the venerable Bede. Come on. That is something, isn't it? So, what are the... They've changed it to Jarrow Hall now, but it was originally known as Bede's World. I think they thought it was a bit... uh, Can I say, the venerable Bede, I'll be the judge of that. Well, that's how he's always known. In fact, there was a bit, because they've got rare breed animals claiming that they were animals that were around in Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, (laughs) they got those, and they got buildings, and they got Bede. And... um, (laughs) I said it's a, you could play animal venerable mineral. <laughs> yeah. It's a joke that you can't use every day of the week, I must say. But uh, they have got a cast of... Um, actually, it's got... It, this, the, they've got bead skull. they got a... Uh, oh, have they? And someone did a cast of it. Mm. And it says uh, beads, venerable oh. beads skull cast, which sounds like a fabulous gothic... Podcast, <laughs> you could listen that to. That should be the name of a I'm going to do a podcast is, called yeah. The Venerable Beast Skullcast. <laughs> Are there any skullcasts? I mean, do they oh, exist? Just be. a quick question How busy was it at Bead World? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got there quite late. We, we only got the last hour. Oh. Right. But a school Packed. party was arriving just as we uh, left, and it was a Sunday. So, why it was a school party, I don't know. Mm. I still liked it, you know. Mm. And what did Pierre make of it? Yeah, he, uh, he has he... to like it, doesn't he? No, no, he does. <laughs> when <laughs> Bagpuss goes to bed, all his friends go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't comment on okay. that. But um, he said he liked it. Okay. <laughs> and I said, OK, okay you can do the rest of the tour. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Remember our texting this morning? What was the picture on the last jigsaw you completed? <laughs> 8, 12, 15. Um, Good question, Al. Um, well, I can't remember, but it would be aimed at 
infants are really easy. It's probably like a 12-piecer. Oh, OK. Mm. Yeah. Right. Still satisfying, though. Yeah, yeah. Still <laughs> satisfying. Oh, yeah, I've done a it's few... It's an easy else. win. I've done Sets a few uh, Elsa's and Olaf's. Oh, yes. In my oh, time. Definitely. Oh, yeah. oh, Lego yeah. completion is the one I love. Do one every year. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big Lego. I spend Christmas with the uh, Rosses, who are friends of mine, and uh, we have a tradition of the Lego assembly. Nice. It's quite calming. I think it's what they do in... Uh, the Rosses, you may remember, are the family who, I think, stitched the original American <laughs> flag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, she's very friendly with them. They're getting on now. <laughs> I think they're very independent. <laughs> Obviously, um, I was at the I was at the Theatre Royal Newcastle this week. How about was it? Uh, yeah, you've been getting about. Yeah, and backstage, backstage um, in the green room, there was an enormous pile of jigsaws, which says a lot about theatrical really? life, That's doesn't nice. it? Yeah. But I always think if you uh, if you enter into a any jigsaw where the box has already been opened, you know, mm. the cellophane is no longer on. It's, it's a tremendous mm. leap of faith. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I think, because just the idea of putting in all that effort and then all the pieces aren't there. Yeah. I find it's the same with new relationship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, It's a huge leap of faith. Yeah, it? other yeah. people have put the picture <laughs> yeah. together and bits have gone yeah. missing over the years. <laughs> and then you, you know, you have to work around that. Um, so uh, what's your method? Do you do all the straight edge first? I thought, you st- I, I thought the general wisdom was to start with the corners, wasn't it? Can I interject at this point? Thanks. Um, oh, I, is that tiling? Hang on, I'm not sure. <laughs> ow, I once had a, dis- a heated, very heated dispute with uh, a friend. <laughs> so somebody oh. just got edited. Yes, yeah, somebody did. I felt, yeah, that was a clunky old edit. Could you hear the control all delete going on <laughs> in could, my head? I kind of wonder who that was. Carry <laughs> on. <laughs> And she, <laughs> no, she, it's because she's more of a friend of a no, friend. No, it's fine, it's oh. fine. Um, I'll tell you in break. Yeah, of um, and she <laughs> was uh, very cross with me. Oh. I'd say it was quite a savage disagreement, which is why I, she got the edit. Because she had a system of putting them into piles according to tone and colour. Oh. I don't, l- thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm. Um. I don't favour that approach. I go by shape. She goes by colour. We're all God's children. Yeah. She was livid with me. She shouted at me. She said, what are you doing doing it that way? You see, that's why they're they're not made to be done uh, by committee, I think. I think you need to just do them on your own. I like to do the the complete frame first. Do you not sort them in piles? She said, you're not sorting them in piles according to colour. She said, your approach to doing this jigsaw is really stressing me out. No, no, my first thing, get all the straight edge yeah. first. Yeah, get all the straights in one place. Yeah, it's, uh, yes. And, um, yeah, it's the sort of flip side of pride. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, but I, it's, um, I think the last one I did was Apollo 11 themed. Wow. Oh, lovely. Mm. But it's, uh, I'm glad he hasn't died out. Have I'm you like... done a Doctor Who jigsaw? Oh, God, have I? Oh. I've done many, many, many a one over the years. I'll do a jigsaw with you. Yeah, but would we Would we squabble? It's a solo oh. effort. Oh, I really think he's trying to get out of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, no, really I'm, I'm not saying no. Did I say no? OK. No. Okay. <laughs> we're squabbling already. Pardon? <laughs> so, I've just said we're squabbling already. Oh, OK. 
I'm glad you said I misheard you. It's okay. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. We've had some. Um, Ooh, we've had some uh, missives in from the outside world. Yeah. Five two seven has answered your question. Hi Frank, Alan, lovely Emily. Oh. Last jigsaw I finished was of the city ground, Nottingham Forest. Oh, lovely! I glued it and framed it, and it fell apart just like our season. Ah, that's Derek from rugby. You see, very popular now are the personalised jigsaws, the yes. bespoke ones. Yes, it's a. It's a I've very, had one uh, done of me. Snappy snaps thing, mm. isn't it? Is that what happens? Take the glamour out. You've had one done of you. Mm. I was part of a a sort of tableau of a friend's birthday gift with nice. various people in their lives. And I was one of those people. But it's quite nice doing a jigsaw of yourself. Have Is you ever it? done one, Frank? There must have been hundreds ne- of you. I've never done a you jigsaw. You and David with a football. Uh, somebody sent me a white jigsaw, you know, completely white. Right. It's supposed to be like the ultimate test. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't bother with it. <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed ridiculous. <laughs> well, there you go, we're all different. Yeah. Um, I uh, could do it at Christmas. Oh, if it doesn't we have... snow, you'd be having a white Christmas brackets jigsaw close brackets we have another in our series um people you shouldn't talk to this is number 17 men who wear leather cowboy hats oh yeah fair enough i think they mean those ones with the leather stitching yeah i think they mean obviously Uh, i've got to be honest i think men in cowboy boots i struggle but that's a different that's a sort of um What's what's the Hammond guy called from? Oh, Richard Hammond. Yeah, yeah. Is he a cowboy boot man? I think he's very much a cowboy. I know know what you mean. That's a certain type, but I think the cowboy, the leather cowboy hat. It's a different tribe. You're actually talking. I mean, physical danger (laughs) from those men. Whereas, I mean, the men in cowboy boots are just a bit, you know. They they might. There's a danger they could turn up. You could say, "Come round to my house." And they they turn up with an acoustic guitar. Oh. These are the guys I'm I'm worried about. But if they turn up in a leather cowboy hat, just don't let them in. <laughs> that that I think leather cowboy hats. That's why we have um, those video a doorbell things. <laughs> <laughs> that's the specific. Are they, are they essentially they? Are they next to the phrase uh, currently helping police with inquiry? <laughs> I think they are. It's like people in multiple badges. You just, mm. I'm not saying they shouldn't be allowed out, but just give them a bit of space. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8 12 15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Frank, we've had a lot of people getting in touch this morning about your shows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 418, for example. Dearest Frank Cockrell and Divine Miss M. I like that, dearest. It's a bit like we're a sort of Regency family. I still mm-hmm. use dear on um, emails and stuff. It's yeah. something so that's do I. out a bit. Yeah. Do you, Cockrell? Yeah, sometimes. And I, I, I've i noticed that I begin it with dear, but then by the end of the email I become quite modern and I just don't even put Alan at the end sometimes. Do you ever, send it. Do you ever do a hey? Do you ever do <laughs> no, a... No, no. I'm not. Um, I'm not a member of the cast of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I. I don't do that. 
I'm okay with yo as well. I sometimes put yo, yo in the email. Oh, you do? Yeah. Do you sign off with a best or an all best? Um, or a George best? I often just put um, something like soon. <laughs> yes, you do. And then put F. <laughs> and then I, I like to put F, just an F. Mm-hmm. That's okay. the worst thing when you send it and you realise you've put a C instead of a kiss. <laughs> OK, I'm glad you've raised this. Okay. I've got something to tell you as a friend who loves you very dearly. Oh, God, I feel tense. Oh, God. I'm what? getting a lot of Cs from you. Are you? <laughs> I would say every other text is a C. Really? Mm. And, oh. I, and I'm really glad it's come up. No, I'm sorry Time about that. I don't, know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I, 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 let's just check me QWERTY. Did yeah, you they are. What else? <laughs> what was that, sorry? Oh, he slipped through a bit of shade, Frank. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, what was it? You care to repeat it in front of the whole class, Alan? <laughs> Not really. OK. I said maybe it's time for a phone with big buttons. <laughs> yeah. You were suggesting you needed what I call the Roger Moore phone. Yeah. I, um, well, maybe you're right. I see they are bedfellows, X and C, when I consult yeah. my, uh, my QWERTY. Oh, yeah. True. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, I do apologise. I was right mid-message... Uh, from 418, wasn't I? Ah, oh, yes. I had the absolute pleasure of seeing Mr Frank using your... Mm, basil brush. Yes, in <laughs> yeah. Newcastle. And I wondered if Big Daddy was responsible for the interval and pre-show music. A sort of big band jazz 60s cops show feel. Yes, I was. I ask because the James Bond theme played no less than four times. Did it really? Is Frank plotting revenge on that cleaner thief, Daniel Craig, with a plan to play Jimmy Bond himself? <laughs> Perkins well, to Bond could happen. That's from Claire. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Claire, yes. Um, I, it, I do... Ch it's, it's from an album called, I think, Crime Jazz, <laughs> which is... Uh, it's got stuff like the Untouchables theme and oh. stuff like that on it. Um, but I didn't. I, I, God, I didn't know. Crime, jazz. Crime jazz. Two words a lot of people dislike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm against some, both. Some people prefer crime, <laughs> generally speaking. But um, but crime jazz as a combo, give, it gives you things like the sort of Ironside theme, you know. Right. Da -da 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 -da. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's the only way I can take my jazz oh. through a filter of crime. I'll yeah. join you on. Um, oh, it's not Perry's. Something. Who was that? P Perry Mason. Oh, that's the theme. When I was younger, mm -hmm. I just thought this is the most sexy grown-up music I've ever heard. Actually, you, are you familiar with the theme? Yeah, um, yeah. How does it go? There's a big sort of sax or trumpet. I'm going to. I, I, I'm too ashamed to sing it. Oh, go on. Du, 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 du. It's something like that. Do you not know it? It's quite dramatic, swoopy. What is it, Indian? Oh, no. <laughs> no. We were talking about when someone does a, a foreign accent yeah. and everyone says, oh, what is he, what is he Welsh? <laughs> or something, if you do. It's well. our uh, Why do we hate it again? We just think it's a bit... It's Rubbish. a bit first thought. I don't know why we... Okay. I don't think we have to give reasons for everything <laughs> no, we hate. We don't, actually. No, right. Sometimes I think you can just hate stuff. Show like, it run like too crime, long. Like crime and jazz, Al. Yeah. <laughs> danger, danger. Leather cowboy hat. <laughs> uh, Who has worn a leather cowboy hat in your life? Someone recently... No, a few, but a few dangerous people. <laughs> But uh, do they I'm sure, wear it? can I say there are exceptions to every rule? I'm sure if you're listening and you're actually in a leather cowboy hat, um, come away from that person's window <laughs> and go home. 
That's my <laughs> argument. Um, but no, I'm sure there are nice people that wear them as well. Four. I think there's four in Britain, <laughs> I think I read. Yeah. Somewhere. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Am I wrong there? Am I? It, it feels like this week. I'm, I, I don't like to boast that I've got my finger on the pulse. That I'm all zeitgeisty. But yeah. it feels like this week people have started to discuss their Christmas plans and who's going where and I what's happening. There is a bit of that. I mean, I find I'm in that that sort of decompression chamber between Halloween and oh, uh, and um, Let's Burn a Catholic Night. <laughs> it's a difficult yeah, time of your year. Your least yeah. favourite well, night of well, the you know, it's, social it's, calendar. It's mine too now. Is it? Uh, well, since Frank explained the underlying anti-Catholic... No, can you guess it? why I don't like November the 5th now? Because you've got a dog. Oh. Dog owners and Catholics come together for the night. Yeah, yes. that's... In that's... our joint hatred. I might go over to Frank's for the night. OK? <laughs> well, I don't feel like we've quite hit the peak silliness where we get the articles about um, the attack upon Christmas, you know, winter festival, all that stuff. That'll be oh, coming yeah. in a few no, weeks. that'll be coming, yeah. Mm. But, uh, but we are starting to get articles about Christmas dinners, which I, I mean, I love this sort of stuff. But that's fair mm. enough, I think, because I... I like to have my first Christmas dinner still in November. Oh, you... Because if I go to any place now and they've got Christmas dinner available, I go in immediately. I remember... Do you? About um, this time last year, getting very jealous of how many Christmas dinners you managed to yeah. chalk up. Yeah, and I'm doing... Um, you know, I'm travelling around now, so I've got oh, a yeah. chance to... Uh, you know, to sort them out. Will you have Whereas your... Sorry, the, the more The more common man, Alan Cocker, I'll just be settling for the Greg's Christmas pasty or something like that while Frank's eating the full works. Oh, dear. I think it's something I love about the Christmas whole pie. Christmas dinner as well. It's when I, when I moved from the West Midlands to London, mm. I, I had a lot of confusion and some criticism that I called that meal that you have about one o'clock in the afternoon dinner. Oh, yeah. We didn't have a concept of lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I always called that dinner, and then the, the evening meal would be about five o'clock would be tea, and then right. there'd be another meal called supper later on. But dinner, I still find myself saying dinner for what most people down here call lunch. Yeah. But with Christmas dinner, people seem to have come over to my way of thinking. And people yes. say Christmas dinner even though it's a... Well, it is Christmas Day. We do, it's a one-day armistice. Oh, and we lovely. come to your side. Frank's an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> How long before people will be saying, in London will be saying, your quarter now takes a day day time? <laughs> Not long. Oh, I look forward to that special What armistice. we do now, also I do, um, as an adder, just to throw in a little bonus, Boxing Day, I say Albinia. Can I say when you say an armistice, I think Yes. Let me let me just let's just rewind. (laughs) I woke up the other morning. Yes. And I woke up and my you know I have this thing that if I have to think of something I won't Google it. I woke up thinking, what is that thing that they have (laughs) at libraries when you're allowed to take your books back and you don't Amnesty. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Mm. It took me twenty minutes to think of it. Yes. Well and all, all I could, like all that. I could think of was um, 
that what is this thing that joins together <laughs> weapons and library books? Because <laughs> yes. they have an amnesty for like knives and guns and library yeah. books. Those seem yes. to be the things, which yeah. is very weird. Yeah. But um, when I got that, when I got that, it was um, it, it was a joyous moment when I got oh, amnesty. Yeah. I can imagine. And the fact that they that the the rest of the, of southern England comes over to say dinner on Christmas is that. Armistice. <laughs> I would say armistice because I would say it's like the Christmas Day armistice. It's mm. like when they played football. That's what I was referring yeah. to. Oh, okay. Do you Lovely. see? I, okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. It just reminded me about... It's a bit late history for Frank Pallet, but he'll still... <laughs> it is, a bit late, but I've it's football, so I've got well, with it. on uh, The Apprentice this week, they didn't know when the Second World War... To put the Second World War on it, but they didn't know when the Second World War was, which I was a bit shocked. Mm. They said, how long was it? Was it four or five years? And I did don't they know. say something like, I'm only, you know, I'm only 32? <laughs> something like that. No, what they said was, well, I don't know, think of when your parents were young. Maybe, I mean, their parents would be, what, in their 50s? Yeah. For goodness sake. No, it's, it's weird uh, that Lord, uh, what's his name, Lord Sugar <laughs> said you can't Google it. I've been listening to Frank Skinner. <laughs> You've just got to remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Lord Kitchener for a minute. <laughs> That'd be it. Wouldn't that be a good name for a TV chef? <laughs> So, oh, oh yes. We were discussing uh, Christmas dinner mm. and uh, all the weather outside is... I'm just setting the tone. There's been an article saying that there's a, a Christmas dinner guide has sparked fury online. Fury? I didn't know there was any fury online. That's a constant oh, surprise to me when these stories come up. That's a bit of Billy um, Brewing. Apparently... Not Fury, the uh, <laughs> the rip-off series of Champion the Wonder Horse. About oh, I don't know. called Fury. You see, oh, I, went, I, went, I went Billy. Yeah, you know when they go a bit... Uh, when there's a show is a big hit and someone else thinks, we'll just make the same show, it'll be fine. Yeah. We did a discussion on this a couple of weeks ago and a lot of really good programmes started as spin-offs, didn't they? Oh, uh, yeah. Frasier, Mork and Mindy. But spin-off oh, yeah. is all right, but, but uh, a, cop, a rip-off and a spin-off <laughs> yeah, yeah. are different things. Yeah. <laughs> I like Fury, don't get me wrong, if he's listening. <laughs> Doubt it. Nay. Yay. I was interested in this article because they're saying that... Uh, People are very upset because there was only uh, one <coughs> large or two yes. small roast potatoes put on the um, one roast plate. potato each. This is supposed to be the, each. the. I mean, who do they think they're kidding? This is, is the, the perfect formula, say. isn't it? Is the idea? This, the yeah, one, it's, it's in the BBC's Good Food um, yes. magazine. Yeah. Imagine that that exists. Unbelievable. <laughs> and um, and yeah, this is how to do the perfect Christmas yeah. dinner. Yes. Yeah, and I think it's it's yeah it's one row. Four, if they're tiny, you can have two. But four to six sprouts per person. Aww. If they're sprout lovers, exclamation mark. Well, presumably, yeah, if they really like them, because you don't give six sprouts yeah. to somebody that hates sprouts. Interesting that they've uh, they've avoided the odd numbers with sprouts. I wonder if that's some old piece of folklore. Right. If you have odd three number, odd number of sprouts. Yeah. Um, You'll have your doubts. I think it's the same. <laughs> do you? They have a little cross in the sprouts traditionally. I yeah, I do that. My mother used to do that. What's that about? Um, yeah, what's all that? that about? I eh? think it's the same. For me, it was the same thing as the donkey's back. 
Oh, yeah. I think it's some, some, you know, the donkey's back. A donkey's back's got a cross on it, Mm. theoretically, because Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem. Oh, right. Um, I don't, I don't. Not that it's a cruciferous vegetable. It's not Uh, that. No, this is, what, a donkey? Yeah, exactly. No, definitely not. But I don't know why you cut a, uh, I do it with uh, chestnuts as well. Do you? If I put chestnuts in the oven, I cut across on the top so they don't explode. Little tip oh, there. I love chestnuts. on Absolute Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Are I you mean, often, you always... Sorry, Al. You're often cooking chestnuts at home. I didn't know you cooked Can very I often. I don't cook. Can I chestnut tip, But chaps? I love a chestnut. Well, nice tip for you. Frank, you've previously suggested the walnut as an ideal... Christmas dinner for the doll's house. Oh, yeah, I believe on this show. Can I add to oh, this yeah. for the dolls? If you're playing doctors with the dolls, a doll's brain, the chestnut yes, interior. Yes, good call. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it comes up less, I think, <laughs> in the doll play. <laughs> okay. The exposed brain. But I'm not saying it doesn't come up at all. <laughs> Speak um, for your own family. Yeah, I think in the Barbie lobotomy set, <laughs> I think there's uh, there's one. But that was Klaus Barbie. It was a, a whole different range of toys. Oh, no. Um, but, also, uh, one parsnip each. Yes. Not, not bothered. Loathe them. Loathe oh, well, parsnips. Like them. You know, I'll my have, dad... I'll have more than one. Every time parsnips either appeared in person or referred to, my dad... Or, you know how dads always say a certain yeah. thing when yeah. something comes up? Uh-huh. He always said, very good for your water. <laughs> I have no idea to this day. He what might does have, it mean? I think he might 12, have meant 15. they were a diuretic of some sort. Very good for your water. <laughs> Parsnips. I think that's what he means. I th- what worries me is I think I might have said it to people. Oh, yeah. Uh, even though I know it's almost certainly erroneous, I've just gone into, you know, I, apparently very good for your water and just leave it like that, you know, because mm. I like to be a bit enigmatic. Also, oh, sorry, Frank, I just want to... I'd like to know... uh, I'd be interested to know what our readers think because I think they said 100 millilitres of gravy... Is it cough mixture? I don't know what that means. Be a bit generous. What does it mean? It's now. Not much. They also went for the one Yorkshire pudding. Now, some suggest there is a huge controversy over this because some say the Yorkshire pudding is a beef-based accompaniment Mm. and this is incorrect. You should not have it with Christmas dinner. Yeah. Well, this is... Let, let me come... Because the, the, uh, today's producer, Faye, is uh, looking at me anxiously. But I'd like to discuss all of these because okay. I think they're, they're important things. I think the um, Yorkshire pudding um, turkey thing is a particular... Um, something that we need to sort out. <laughs> not just for us, but on behalf of the nation. Oh, we've had some sprout news from Judy in West Norfolk. Judy, 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 you know I love you. She says, uh, cutting across in the base of sprouts, which Frank and I, if anyone who's just joined us, was saying both our families. Did your mum do that, Frank? She did. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, used to be necessary. She then boiled them for about two and a half hours, yeah. I would say. Oh, OK. Because sprouts were large and tough and it was to help them cook evenly. Oh. It's no longer necessary because today's oh, sprouts what? are small and sweet. I've been wasting. It's one of the few things I contribute to Christmas dinner. It's yeah. cutting yeah. the squares. It's unnecessary. No, you had that row once. Bad news. <laughs> well, I know I've done that a few times. Also, I don't. I don't like the sprouts to be cooked in that way, like round. 
spheres. Oh, right? you like them sliced here? We whiz them and do them in a Jamie Oliver way. What really does that good. mean? Like chopped? Uh, yeah, oh. you like so, sort of shredded sprouts, as it were. Shut up. Wow. Do them in the um, in the wok with some, um, I think it's the butter. Wok? The wok? The wok. You, you, James. <laughs> I think it's butter. Wok's on Christmas Day, um, for heaven's Worcester sake. Worcester sauce and... Um, uh, what's the what's the one that grows in the garden? Kale, leeks, rosemary, oh. rosemary. Sorry, can I there just say go. the most middle class <laughs> thing I've ever said? Kale. <laughs> can I say? Well, I thought what's the one that grows in the garden was pretty close. That, that, I think what, what's the one that grows in the garden <laughs> is the worst clue to yes. naming <laughs> a vegetable I've ever heard in my life. Hang on, the walk on Christmas Day is interesting, Frank. It is. I thought I didn't think anyone had to walk on Christmas Day. <laughs> Even Bob, I services. think even Bob Cratchit gets a <laughs> he gets a day off Christmas Day. But be sure you're coming earlier <laughs> on Christmas. I don't met him Scottish. I've gone for a McScrooge the Doc in the Donald Duck cartoon. You see, so so it's sort of uh, do you? Have, it's sort of like <clears throat> Chinese flavouring. No, okay, calm no, down, no. dear. You just use it as a receptacle. Yeah, it's just a big frying pan, really, isn't it? If you think about it. Oh, I don't think you can shoot down. <laughs> 2,000 years of Chinese history like that. And I haven't. I'm pro the walk. I love it. Just Well, you've proved that. Christmas walk. <laughs> I don't know what to Well, what about... What this is say. the thing that really upset me once when I heard that in Portugal, you know, obviously they have different traditions around the world with food. We should say it's only here that we eat the turkey. I know in Germany it's goose, isn't it, I think? Mm, I don't know. We had to cook goose once because we had a German friend and Rachel and I cried anyway. Oh, I'd say I'd have thought <laughs> that that you were making some sort of snidey remark about goose steps. Mm. No. Yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> okay. It is a German tradition. It's a minefield. You can't I'm, say minefield. No, you can't say minefield. <laughs> Neither of you can say anything. Leave it to me. Okay. Um... In Portugal, this made me so ill when I heard it. I don't know if this is true. Any Portuguese readers do get in touch. I heard that they, you know, they celebrate Christmas Eve, I think, quite prominently. Like a a lot of, um, I think Germany does as well. Oh, yeah. But they have a tradition of, I think it's boiled salted cod on Christmas Eve with boiled onions and boiled eggs. That is their Christmas feast. I felt absolutely sick. I Imagine like... what that house smells like Christmas morning. It's yeah. disgusting. Oh, me. I'll bring my unpacked lunch if any Portuguese <laughs> friends are inviting me. <laughs> Do you like know, that, that meal? That sounds all right to me. Salted so... boiled cod. Salted yeah. boiled onions for yeah. Christmas dinner. That's it. You can <laughs> steal it. You can steam steam in a nice uh, facelift pre-Christmas as well. Just off onion, your plate. Onion facelift. Yeah. Is there such a thing as an onion facelift? There should be. Um, um, no, that I wouldn't mind trying that. Shall we have it next week? Have it next week. Also, coming up, uh, in shock news, there's another wok user on Christmas Day. I'll tell you that. It's, uh, Brexit's coming just in time. <laughs> Um, okay. I've been vindicated, by the way. 245 has texted Alan. I also shred and wok the sprouts, but I fry them with garlic, bit of red chilli and finish with almonds. I struggle to say that. Almonds? Almonds? Almonds, yeah. And then he says, crack on, lad. Um, the, uh, the the Jamie Oliver recipe, I think, is called um, Brussels with Hustle or something. Recommended. Okay. It's like a civic duty doing this show. It is, anyway, what I was getting at is this thing that people say, you can't have Yorkshire pudding with turkey because Yorkshire yeah. pudding lives with beef. Yes. 
And this is an interest to me, a very interesting point, and I'll tell you for why. Yeah. I really like mint sauce. Oh, yeah. So, so obviously when I have lamb, I have mint sauce. <laughs> but I'll also put mint sauce on beef, yeah. pork. Whatever. I love mint. What is it? It's I the love tangy the fact you don't people. care about these rules. No, but I tell you what it is. There's a certain thing in roast dinners, and it's Yorkshire pudding and beef. It's mm. beef and horseradish. Yes. It's pork and apples. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a monogamy that you yeah. don't find. Um, in, in the modern world anywhere else. I mean, there's more <laughs> loyalty. not in relationships. Yeah, You're exactly. a bit more polyamorous <laughs> about the condiments, aren't you? That's what I need, a, bit, a, nice, a nice bit of beef. There are, there are married couples that don't have the strict loyalty code <laughs> that pork and apple sauce, for example, observe. I mean, where did, how did we arrive at that? That's what you need. That's People say, question. I'm looking for my lobster. What they need to say, or my penguin, they need to say, I'm looking What's for that? my apple sauce. But uh, It means the other half, lobsters mate for life and so do penguins. Oh, I see. I okay. never knew that. Thank yeah, you. but who wants to go out with a lobster? <laughs> Not a penguin. Lobster. No. Who's wor- who would you rather go out with, penguin or lobster? Oh, penguin any time. Oh, it's yeah, freezing, no. <clears throat> no, but they're cod. You know, you can cuddle one of those. There's no point <clears throat> cuddling in the cold. Look, I've been out with both. Take it from me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, the breath's a He's bit fishy. He's got a history. He's got a history. Yeah. But can, can we not loosen up a bit? I was, yeah. Having said that, I, I I had a bit of a, I had a bit of an experience this week, which I'm Here sensing. Go, Al. Buckle up, everyone. I'm sensing <laughs> that um, I no, just I... think Al is gonna is gonna is gonna know about this, but I didn't. I was in the north of England oh, um, yeah. on tour on the road with my merry band of um, thieves of Omar and Pierre. Mm-hmm. And we do sound like the three. It's a good be the three. Uh, what they were called? Um, musky Amiga. hounds. Musketeers, yeah. Musky uh, hounds. I went. Yeah. Um, and um, one of the guys said, "Oh, you know where we are, don't you? We're, we're near T Bay Services." Oh, nice. And I said, "What's that?" And they said, "T Bay. Come on." And I said, "I don't know what you're talking about." Do you know this, Emily? Of course I don't. So we went to T-Base. It's absolutely nice. Well, Do you know it, Al? Really nice. It's where I actually... Oh, I I, I've got a slight bit of PTSD about it because it's where my children <laughs> insisted on having an adult pie when they could have had a child's meal oh, for one pound. Oh, was it there? So they well, cost I think me an it's extra a place, where is It's a place that encourages that kind of decadence, I would say. It's because nice. it's, if there was a road to heaven, yeah. the services on it would be T-Bay. Oh, is way. this right? I they might drive there especially. Really. Do you know I <laughs> love a nice... Sometimes I'll drive off just... If I know there's one coming up... They're freshly, the freshly cut biltong in the delicatessen. Yeah. And also there were people at T-Bay services who weren't wearing uh, tracksuits. Yeah. What were they wearing? At the services. It's really different. (laughs) Can you imagine? (laughs) I saw two thin people. I mean, what's going on? What's happened to services? (laughs) 
It's incredible. It's got everything. They had they got like craft items. They oh, had they have pencils that uh-huh. said things like "I love books" on them. It's a yeah. service. It's really different. Not "I love big hardcover books about Princess Diana" <laughs> that you can buy. Or the world of cars. No, all the world of cars. Exactly. They'd, no, this. I mean, it's a lovely place. Mm. I would drive to T Bay just to hang out and then drive back again. If well, I'm so going to. I might go after the show. I was absolutely. I mean, they had fresh biltong, three varieties. I bet if I <laughs> asked for Earl Grey, they wouldn't look at me. Oh, no, oh God, they'd have all that. So I went in there to roast mm-hmm. dinner, and it was, you know, it was perfect. Yeah. yeah. Did I have bean sauce? You bet I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man, that was a that was a special Can thing. I, but we sauce. had a debate mm. at T Bay Services, the three of us, and I'll I'll, I'll run that by you after okay. this. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, mm. We're talking about uh, Christmas traditions here. There's, uh, or Christmas meals specifically. Can I tell you about the Dinner? debate we had? Sure. Oh, yeah, in the T-Bay. So... Oh, of course. We're in T-Bay location. So Omar sits there at T-Bay, T-Bay Services and says to me, <clears throat> if you look how many different foodstuffs are on this plate, you know, it's a roast dinner. Mm-hmm. So how many, if I, if I put two on my fork, how many combinations do we have if it was two different ones? You know, are you with me? So he would. Yes. He, he's a man who would have me and then say cabbage on the same fork. Now I don't do that. Right. I eat my food. I have a sort of apartheid system. Yes, right. you're quite pure. You're you're per with particularly apt on this World Cup final day. He <laughs> said, <laughs> "I don't. Um, I don't. Um, I don't mix and match on the fork. Like uh, that. I only take up one food at a time." And some people do the human blender thing. Some where people it, want two. Th- they, 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 well, tell you what, they put together some sort of sheesh kebab. <laughs> yes, yeah. I knew a bloke who had a little bit of every single thing on a cooked breakfast per fork for. I mean, what's going on? Oh, I'm staying yeah. very quiet here. You can tell. Why are you one of those? No, I don't. Um, of course not. But with a salad, I will make an exceptione because the salad is designed to be blended. It's all God's children in the salad. Do you see? You wouldn't just eat yeah. the leaves and then eat the bacon no, separately. No. Bacon. How- Oh. No, I don't see that oh, to me. It's not a salad. No, I know. Frank's again salad. got a very sort of puritanical approach call, to salad. They're what I call Mars bar salad. <laughs> <laughs> Turning into your dad. <laughs> I take my salad, I roll it into a ball, take it, swallow it in one gulp, and rinse it down with a glass of water like just to get it out of the way. Frank doesn't see tablet, the pleasure. He, he sees the salad as the sort of hair shirt of the it food is. world. It is absolutely that, yeah. Um... I would. I know what you mean. Would you not mix on Christmas Day a bit of roast potato with a tiny bit of chicken and some gravy? No. I mean, no turkey? The only example I can think of is that sometimes when I'm having fish and chips, I will take a bit of the batter off the fish and wrap it around the chip and eat it like that as a sort of vegetarian pigs in blankets Uh sort of setup. And that's a nice. Thing. See, I'm glad you brought up pigs in blankets. They're another thing that 
I never... They didn't have that name when I was a child. I, they didn't exist. They were I called Sausages Wrapped in Bacon when I was a kid, which is quite a clumsy title. You see, that and the Yorkshire pudding, those are the standout acts of the day to me. You think? This is why I buy the ticket. The Yorkshire pudding and the pigs, and the pigs in blankets. See, Everything else... Take or leave. My mum used to make a big, like, thick Yorkshire pudding, a big spongy, warm, warm, warm of a Yorkshire pudding. Uh-huh. But the ones you get, like, in restaurants and stuff, they're very airy. They're like, I imagine, you know when you see people thinking in a comic book <laughs> and they're in, uh-huh. like, those... what. Someone has decided that when you think, you think in small puffs of smoke. Yes. When you speak, you speak with like a pointy tail. But I imagine if you ate one of those thought bubbles, it would taste like a Yorkshire <laughs> yeah. pudding, like you get in a restaurant, that crunchy and then nothing really in the middle of it. No, I like it, the Yorkshire pudding consistency, I like it like a quilt. <laughs> yeah, or like a sort of Shrek's ankle oh, I love in the consistency. Ideally, <laughs> Shrek's ankle and no slimmer. Yeah, I, I like the idea of sleeping under a Yorkshire pudding. Oh. <laughs> That's probably what they did in the early days before they had electric blankets. Oh, the cavemen. <laughs> I thought you meant the Yorkshiremen. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I like that Frank thinks the time preceding <laughs> when they had electric yeah. blankets was cavemen. Yeah, I'd like to say he's not the biggest history scholar, but he is quite a big history scholar, so it's a fairly sizeable gap in his knowledge. <laughs> yes, I... Uh, Yes, I've mixed up something there. I think yeah, I, we're going to draw you a timeline. I, I take my timeline mainly from the Flintstones. Skinner <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've, we've had a few textings on our various uh, food-related discussions. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, 429 has... Uh, sent us higher when we went to Portugal to visit a family member around Christmas time many years ago we saw a Christmas tree made of fish in a shopping mall it could have been cod it was huge and stank <laughs> and they've capitalised that bit I like uh, that's from, I imagine like being described that way yeah. you were huge and stank it says Tracy <laughs> Norwich I don't know if that's her surname or if uh, Tracy is in Norwich but anyway yeah. Okay. I hope she's called Tracy Norwich. Me too. It's quite a good name, but I, I bet not. Oh, I like the, uh, I like the sound of sea. I'd like to see the the stinking Christmas tree <laughs> just once. Don't take this and the I've wrong way. I've used that line before. Don't <laughs> take this the wrong way, do. But um, I can very much imagine you having a the stinking Christmas tree <laughs> yeah. just uh-huh. to annoy people, <laughs> just in a gittish I way. Yeah, I've gone... Uh, have you gone uh, artificial? <laughs> have you gone real? I've gone cod <laughs> um, <laughs> this year. I've gone, I thought we'd go cod for a change. Can you imagine, <laughs> How do you mean? Cod? No, just cod. Gone cod Christmas tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've gone for just a cod Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, well, do they still hang stuff on it? I suppose it just sticks. It, no. Give it a couple of days, they can sit globes on the vapour. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, it'd be like a hovering thing. Mm. Like the Pink Panther's eyebrows just and then, bouncing there in midair. Frank, in what well, if you want an artificial tree, you get the fish finger tree. You oh, see? yeah, exactly. Yeah, instead. Like the cod bites. <laughs> yeah, you could have cod bites instead of uh, globes. Oh, That's nice. what you have. You see, fillet fish for my wife. Yeah. Can I tell you about Halloween? I think it's time. Yeah, we've. I think we've. Uh, we're going from festival to festival here. Lovely. So you went. I was um, in. I was at the Lyceum Theatre crew 
on okay. Hall- in Halloween. Oh. But you were, you I went. I told to, everyone you, you were. Well, you went I to the you party. Were of, out love, you went to the party of the year, of course, at uh, Jonathan Ross's Halloween party, which I must say is really an event and a half. Oh, is it ever? It's great. But we, I did miss you, Frank, because we have a tradition. At around ten forty-five PM, what happens? We go in the house and make a cup of tea. Yes. Yeah, but yeah. Like I'm, Grandma and Grandpa Walton. It's it? uh, it's both the least and the most showbiz thing I ever hear about. <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, Frank did send a rather fabulous ambassador in his place. Buzz arrived. Do you know what he dressed as? Yes, he, he was um, Voldemort. He was. Oh, do you say, is Ooh. the tea silent? You no. just said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've said it. I was about to say that. Oh, you're not meant to say no, it. Is it does, like doesn't Harry make he, a big thing about I'm going to say his he name say and it, at yeah. the end of The Philosopher's Stone? Which yeah. I, I know, I know, because I've just read it to my child. Harry's a big free speech guy. I think yeah, that's the Harry. message. Yeah, yeah, I, say, is, I don't is, know anything. I don't know much about it because right. I've never read one. But I do. I only know it from Jack Thorne's quotes, which I love. Mm-hmm. That's my only relation to it. I think it sounds brilliant. It's all right. But um, I don't know Voldemort, but I did I've make a point... corrected a few things in the reading of it. OK, I did make... Oh, <laughs> I did... Oh, God. <laughs> I did make a point of saying to Buzz immediately... You know, I know who you are. Okay, no, it'll be because I know how much his dad likes it when you when you know who he is. Yeah. So I said, uh, "You're Voldemort." Uh, Jonathan Ross. It gives me no pleasure to say this, but I'm afraid Jonathan Ross said when he saw him, but uh, and he had a a grotesque Voldemort mask on. Oh, yeah. He said, "Buzz, I've never seen you looking more like your dad." <laughs> <laughs> And I'm afraid Buzz laughed. Of course. Okay. Excellent. So Fair you were enough. there in spirit. Yes. Well, I, I missed it. It really is. It's, I mean, it's, it's it, I was the child thing. catcher. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. So Buzz was sort of my prop. That's <laughs> good. Well, except he was Voldemort. <laughs> well, uh-huh. yes, he was like an angry victim. But you can imagine, can't you, going into a late-night drinking club and Voldemort is sitting with the childcatcher <laughs> talking about how they hate kids, I suppose. I described it as the... <laughs> and w- maybe with Mrs uh, Thingy from Annie. Yeah. Oh, Mrs oh, Hannigan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Good idea for next year. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> someone appeared as Harry Potter. There was a tense moment between him and Buzz. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I'm afraid Buzz more. did wave an implement in his face. No, I think you've got to do that. <laughs> no, he did. Did the guy, uh, if it was a guy who was Harry Potter, it did, was. did they have the uh, the zigzag scar? They had a fight. Okay. No one got hurt. No. It was all it was all absolutely fine. But there were some great costumes. Alan Carr mm-hmm. went as the creature from The Shape of Water. I think that was oh. the name of the club. Um, <laughs> Why well, didn't didn't the outfit turn up? <laughs> <laughs> Frank. <laughs> He looks no. fabulous. Craig Revel Horwood, I had a real lucky escape because I was going to go. I had some options prior to the child catcher. I like that, though. As a childless woman, I like it. Give them what they want. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to go. I nearly went The Other Mother, which is from a Neil Gaiman book, Coraline. Oh, yes. Oh, the buttons. And Neil was there, of course. Button eyes. So, Button eyes, um, yeah. And then I nearly went as Cruella de Vil. Again, give them what they want. I'm yeah. glad I didn't. Talk about being outshone. Craig Revel Horde turned up. Full Cruella de Vil drag makeup. Oh, excellent. And four boys on men are dressed in Dalmatian onesies on Leeds. 
goodness. We'll me. talk about his costume well, in a minute. Part of the costume. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow, Craig Revel Horwood. I know. Um, I once run a joke by Craig Revel Horwood that someone had <laughs> said to me that um, they said uh, they didn't like Craig Revel Horwood because they never liked the orange Revels. <laughs> And he didn't take it at all. He didn't. He didn't. He, didn't um, he really saw no comedy in it at all. He just gave me that terrible stare when he looks. Oh dear. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I've just been showing you some Halloween pictures. I mean, you could have just looked in the newspapers, but I don't know why I bother taking the pictures. Oh, that's right. The David... Daily Mail quite often cover it, don't they? They do more. David Baddiel had a yellow sort of biohazard suit. That's right. He was dressed as uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad, oh, I believe. I've never, never seen don't, that. Don't think Frank has watched that. Never seen that. No. Oh, OK. No. David Williams was Blofeld. He was upset because everyone kept calling him Dr. Evil. Oh, OK. Uh-huh. No, I think they always called him that, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I, something, Rachel Worthington has sent me, I don't know if you remember, I mentioned yes. last week, Fool's Gold, yeah. which I was saying was the money... <laughs> It was by, like the pink pound. It's what people spend on Kardashian-based yes. um, items. Yes. And uh, someone has actually, uh, Rachel Worthington, has sent uh, sent me um, some actual fool's gold. No way. No. no one. It looks How great. Exciting. It seems incredible when you consider some of the people who wear a lot of gold. That all gold isn't called fool's gold. But, Interesting. Um, but it's beautiful, false gold. I think I think I like it better than gold. Do you want to describe what it is, Frank? Because I, I well, it's, it's it's so it's a mineral. So they've sent me a piece of rock, mm. and um, it's it's sparkly, golden, all lovely. I feel I want to. I'm going to have it under my pillow tonight. We should perhaps say it's in a little plastic bag. That's what That's Frank why is he's crackling. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, in, a, like, it's, um, it's in a plastic Rice bag. Rice Krispies, and he's poured <laughs> no. it onto the fool's gold. Yeah. It says... Um, or what were those things, Al, that you used to... They were in a packet, and you'd put them down your throat. Oh. And... Um, oh, it's made my mouth and water. And so to music. <laughs> no, you remember those? Yeah. They're in a packet and you put them down your throat. <laughs> Were they sweets? That, yeah, that sweet thing that does the crackling in your mouth. Crackling sweets. Oh, space dust. Very That's good. Right. Sorry, I've gone very... Unfortunately, uh, I, think, candy. I think there was a Class A drug that had the same name. Don't yeah. get mixed up anyone wants things. Oh, I recommended that on Absolute Radio. Yeah. Um, she said, that, hi, there was a mention... This is what Rachel said. There was a yeah. mention of fool's gold and the difference between fools and idiots mm. yeah. on the Frank Skinner show. The, it, Frank's we handle the big topics that yeah. other commercial radio shows are not This is an interesting bit. Um, my neighbour, David J. Bremner, television and film technician, is <laughs> this, this some sort of... Uh, we're trying to give him a step up in his career. <laughs> asked if he could, with his son, look through some old boxes and keep interesting... Uh, Mm. and keep interesting minerals that were collected for free by me in the 80s mid-Wales caravan holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know why um, David J. Bremner, the television and film technician, gets the mention. But Have you worked with him? I 
Stop no, rattling the things so. off. Oh, sorry, is that you? annoying? It's, yeah. You wouldn't sorry. know his name if he was just Fool's a crew. Well, you're talking about caravans. This is my last mention of Halloween, but I embarrass myself horribly. Brilliant. In front of... Are you familiar with the work of John Sims? Yeah. yeah. What? The John Sim, the uh, yeah. the master? <laughs> you know he's in Doctor Who. I wonder why he's... Fa- Amongst other work, up. he's done a lot of high-quality other work, but Frank has gone straight you know, to... I told you I met him at the theatre. <laughs> and he came over. He and seems a lovely chap. He said, what a pleasure to meet I said, oh, man, it's great to meet you. We were real. It was a bit of a real love fest. And he said, I can't believe we've never met. I'm a big fan. I said, well, I'm a massive fan of yours. And we just stood there. Mm. I said, I've got to tell you, I'm a big Doctor Who fan. He just gave me a hog and walked off. <laughs> Frank, you mustn't tell... Well, I embarrass myself. He's married to an actor called Kate McGowan. Oh, yeah. She, they were in... She was in a film called Stardust. I remember. Years I really ago. liked yeah, Stardust. which I had. Well, you all know what happened then and why I made this mistake. Her character, Al, has a, a night of passion early on in uh-huh. it, which sets a, a narrative um, rolling. So I haven't seen her. I think I've met her briefly. Of passion, so often. Well, quite. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen. I think I'd met her once during that time. So in reference to it, I said after I was introduced to them again, I said, "Oh, last time I saw you, um, you were filming Stardust and up to no good in a caravan." <laughs> yeah. And John oh. Sims looked slightly horrified, and then she looked slightly horrified. Ah. Uh. And then I realised what that might have sounded like. Yes. Mm. And uh, he sa- saved the day. He said, well, I was, not, I was in Manchester filming. What the hell was going on? <laughs> right. And then uh, I did have to explain hurriedly. I said, no, I, I'm referring to her part. I promise. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a bit Bernard Breslau and carry on camping. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It's Breslau. the sort of thing you... Breslau, you know no! Luckily, they laughed and they saw the funny side. But then I realised so many of my... Encounters in life now are ending with that as the takeaway. Luckily, they saw the funny side. Yeah, exactly. This is what happens to you, Frank. <laughs> yeah. I'm basically turning into Frank Skinner. Yeah, I know. It's uh, yeah. Well, as I say, I, I wish I'd held back the Doctor Who thing. Then I could have ch- talked to him a bit more. <laughs> and same thing happened to me. I told you with uh, you a liability at the with, parties with now. John Hurt. I told you about John Hurt. I spoke to him. <laughs> and I spoke about the naked civil servant. He was very friendly. I said, I got to tell you, I'm a big Doctor Who. And he went ha 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 <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta stay in the closet. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Six three two has texted. Fool's gold is iron pyrite. Oh, that rings a bell. Can I also pyrite, Captain? Also, Frank, I should apologise. You absolutely correct. I referred to the master John Sim as John Sims. Yes, I mm. do apologise. Okay, I'm sure you'll be fine with it. Um, Hopefully it was an bit... occasion where it could have been an apostrophe S. Well, no, but it is a bit my nan saying Cliff Richards. <laughs> yeah. I am now of the age where I'm adding an S. <laughs> Instead of Marks and Spencer's Marxes, etc. Don't worry. A lot of people say they're carpenters. And yes. it's actually just carpenters. Is that right? Paul? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, seven, four, we were talking about... Portuguese Christmas trees made from boiled cod earlier. Yeah, also were. And uh, (laughs) like every other uh, breakfast radio show this morning, and 740 has said, was the tinsel made from goldfishes? Oh, that would have been a nice touch. Uh, I've forgotten. Another example of an extra S there, goldfishes. 
Goldfish. Yes. You're right. Yeah. Unless this must have been off the end. And was, it made, was it made out of goldfishes? <laughs> And then we don't know. Hang on, the mafia didn't say you sleep with the fish. You could use um, they went the goldfish, goldfish excreta, probably, instead of... Uh, you know when people put um, tinsel around the tree? Or lametta. You could get a long enough string. <laughs> or for lametta. Are you familiar with lametta? No, no. what's that? No. What, Eric, lametta? Is it gross? <laughs> Is it something you don't want to tell us about? People never... No, it's the silver stringy thing. Do you know those? They look like icicles. They're silver foil sort of icicles. Oh, that yeah. They're called throw... lametta. It's called lametta. My mother was obsessed by it. She was going, we've got to get the lametta. You know, mothers always have a meltdown. My mother's was always over the lametta. Oh, that is... I love that. You've got to buy lametta. Um, we've had a text in that I rather like. 700 has texted, Dearest Frank and Noble Associates, I have this morning boastfully completed a 5K run, cooked scrambled eggs and bacon for my partner, fabricated a most salubrious coffee to specification and I'm now most of the way to completing a four-person ratatouille. This will cool and be reheated, filled with flavours for tonight. I am hoping you'll mention me, selfish as it seems. Everyone else is watching the rugby and I'm sick of it and all alone, except for you. Thank you for amusing me. I'm going to say it. I think 700 might be a bit of a git and I like them. Yeah. Well, I... I... Now, see, I assumed that it was a woman. Is uh, that is that bad of me? How did I arrive at that? Was it because they were cooking? I was thinking oh, multitask. I thought it was going to be a multitasking uh, celebration, oh, which um, women often um, Can I be honest? Celebrate. I assumed it was a woman. Yeah. Well, have we got any I'm info Spartacus. that it wasn't? Did, did they say that they were a he? Did I say they were a he? Yeah, didn't you just say it was a... No. no I, oh, oh, a I, think, yeah. I think I think a git is a male thing yeah. to be. Yeah, oh, no. boss. Oh, no, you I think, tell him, boss. I think gittishness is gender neutral. Oh, OK, I didn't... Can I you didn't, check the I big didn't. pamphlet, the no. five book? Excuse me, <laughs> I'm a gittette. Oh, are you? I've chosen yeah, to call I think, myself I think this, this sounds to me like <laughs> cultural <laughs> appropriation. <laughs> I think you're going to be an older man to be a proper, fully-blown git. Oh, have you? But um, um, I oh, could be wrong. Dear. Times change. You know, it's hard to keep up with the, uh, oh, yeah. with the slogans and the <laughs> jargon. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Um, we also had someone... We were discussing the difference between an idiot and a fool. Um, five, four, six... <laughs> 546 has texted in Men at Work's song High Wire. Colin Hay states, I may be an idiot, but indeed I am no fool. He probably knows the difference. I don't mm. think he does, by the sounds <laughs> because and, this was the thing that me and David Baddiel did, and the thing is that idiots are horrible people, whereas fools, oh. you can, you can mm. actually love a fool. Yeah. You can't mm. love an idiot. Not in our definition. Um, and harking back to many moons ago on this show, 545 has texted, Team, mm. I have a poser for you. Where do you start when attempting a round jigsaw? Capitals on round. You could still do the, the uh, not the straight edge, but the, the, the edge. edge. You could do the circle, Good yeah. Point. I, th I think you'd be all right. I've never Good actually point. done a, a circular one. Something um, to I'm look sure to. I, <laughs> yeah. I might have done. I might have done so many Henry VIII's in my time. Yeah, well, that might. I mean, it's it's King Arthur, really, one for the circular one. Yeah. Yeah, but still, I've done a few. I mean, I had to start broadening out to the the globe mm. form. By the way, I saw um, I saw Farmageddon. 
You know that? that? It's the new Sean the Sheep movie. Oh, oh looking either, forward to that. You no, know, I'm an enormous fan of Sean the Sheep. The most talked oh, about sheep film of the year. This time, Sean's back. And I, I watched the TV show. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with the Sean oh, yeah. the Sheep? Too? Really oh, good. Yes. Really good. Um, not, I've got a Sean the Sheep. Wasn't sure. Wasn't oh, sure no. about Farmageddon. I've fallen, it's, it's fallen into the same trap as Toy Story 4. Too much relationship mm. stuff and not enough jokes mm. oh. which of course is how I feel about life yeah <laughs> can I just say something Frank is Sean the Sheep popular as a franchise oh I think so yeah. oh I've got a Sean the Sheep Ardman sent me an actual model, model in Did a they? framed Whoa. I didn't oh oh I'll give it to Buzz maybe that's lovely is Ardman the I'll uh, check what it's worth yeah, first uh, maybe we google its value before you do that yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah but I'm worried he's not going to have any oh it's <laughs> Ardman uh, was that uh, Dean Gaffney's Alsatian? <laughs> well, that, I can't think of a better note on which to end the show. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you for listening to us. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.